I had originally planned another episode for today, but because of the recent events that are happening in the Ukraine with Russia, I thought that I would discuss something that has to do with our students' mental health and how to create check-ins because some are wondering maybe how do I discuss things in my class where as a CTE teacher, it's not like being a history teacher or even an English teacher where you could pull out news articles or talk about current events. Like it just doesn't always fit into our curriculum. But how do you still help and support your students who might be struggling during this crisis and unfortunately other crises that might come along their way? Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. Today we are specifically going to be talking about conducting student mental health check-ins. So we're going to look at why you should be doing those, how you can do those and put them into routines that you already have in place, and then what to do with the information that you get from conducting those check-ins. Our students are dealing with a lot every day. So I can think about when I was a teenager. So back in my day, we dealt with changing hormones and friend drama, but the friend drama got to stay at the school. If you didn't want to be friends with that person, you didn't have to stay in contact with them. You just avoided them at school. Well, things have definitely changed. So now our students have constant access to the internet, news, and social media, which ends up being way more drama. And then they keep it with them with the invention of smartphones. So most of them are being influenced 24-7. When they are having conflicts, they are not leaving them at home or at school. So wherever the conflict is happening is following them other places. Those feelings are constantly with them. So I have a quote from Dr. Jody Carrington, it says, quote, people need to be seen, heard, and understood first. And then, and only then, we strategize and attempt to fix, close quote. Student mental health check-ins are a way for us to support our students, not give them an excuse for not completing work. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs. A student's basic needs must be met before learning can take place, and safety and emotional needs are are pretty low on his pyramid. So we've really got to focus on that before we can ever expect that they will learn or gain anything in our classes. So let's jump into how to actually conduct these student mental health check-ins. You can do this by adding it to a routine that you already have and that you are doing. Think about habit stacking. So you're already going to take a routine that is being successful in your class and you are just going to insert this as part of that routine. So you don't have to create a brand new routine. You don't have to come up with something from scratch. Just try to add it into something you're already doing. So for example, let's look at the what you might be doing at the beginning of class. So if you're doing some sort of bell ringer add this as an entry ticket to this routine. So as you're standing out in the hall, as you're greeting students, as you're saying hi to them, why don't you give them a piece of paper, a little slip of paper that has a place for their name 
as well as the answers to the following question. The question is, how are you feeling today? You're going to make it super simple because it's going to be multiple choice. If you just leave it blank, they're not going to, they may not answer you. They may answer like, oh, whatever, good, great. They may not really be truthful. So if you give them some of the options that they can be, that will really help them figure out what to check or circle, however you want to do it. So you could have some answers like, I'm great, I'm okay, I'm struggling, or I'm having a hard time and would like a check-in. You could also have something that is, I am struggling, I would like to be referred to the counselors. Now, Depending on your school, your students might actually be more comfortable with you than their counselors, but know that you will probably have to refer some students to the counselors just because you are not equipped to handle all of the emotions and the things that they are currently dealing with, which is totally okay. I saw a suggestion for younger students, but I think it really applies for our secondary students as well, that you can use emojis to also describe their feelings. They're really good with emojis and it will help if you have any students who might not be able to read really well or have some other barrier that prevents them from reading like a language barrier. So you can have those emojis next to the text as well, and that can greatly increase your students' responses. If you would like to add another question, you could have an open-ended question like, I wish my teacher knew dot dot dot. Now, having these questions, know that students may not answer them, even the multiple choice one, but having it there, you're having it as a place where they could put some information. So it is meant to be very quick, like less than a minute, and you can actually do this during your bell work. Maybe it's while you're taking roll. Should be very quick, once again, right at the beginning of class. You do want to let students know that their answers will be confidential as far as other students are concerned, but you may end up needing to talk to them and refer them to administration or the counselors for further help. Now, if you do a starter or bell ringer that is digital, you could also add this onto that that you're already doing. So maybe you just add a question. So you could collect all those responses that way. I will caution you though, that this routine is only effective if you're able to scan those tickets immediately. So waiting until the end of the class when the students are leaving is not going to do you any good. So for me, I liked the paper tickets because it didn't require me to log into advice or on my computer to see those answers and I could quickly sort them. So I could put the, I'm doing greats on one pile. I don't really need to check in with them. And then specifically keep those students who wanted to check in, put it in a different pile so that I knew that I needed to somehow work the room and talk to those students during this class period. Okay, so now we are going to talk about what do you do with that information you just collected. So if you already use student conferences where you meet with students frequently, maybe you are pulling students out on a regular basis every day, asking them questions, checking how they're doing with the learning in your class, you can easily slip this in and no one will have a clue that you are asking students more about their emotions and their well-being than about your 
your course. So you could have those conversations. You could also have them, like I had mentioned earlier, as you are walking around the room, maybe you are helping answer questions as students are working on assignments, and then you can ask some follow-up questions. So this is what a conversation could look like for those students who had mentioned that they wanted a check-in. So it could say, hi Jake, I saw that you wanted a check-in today. What's going on? This is where you listen. You don't fix. If you feel the need to ask another question, it should be something like, tell me more. Trust your instincts. Don't feel like you alone are responsible for the well-being of your students. Refer students as needed to the counselors. That's their job. They are there to support you and your students. Jared, my welding teaching husband, and I were talking about this referral process. He was concerned that by doing these student mental check-ins and referrals that he might be overburdening the counselors. So I'm going to put on my admin hat and give the response that I gave him as we were talking about that. So if every teacher did some sort of check-in like this with their students, there would be an increase in referrals to the counseling office. That's not a bad thing. Your counselors would rather be aware and work with more students than deal with the aftermath of something like a suicide. They have more resources and contacts that you may not be aware of, and they have specialized training. They can use the data as well from the numbers of referrals to justify the need for more counselors or other mental health staff. So it's actually really important that they are tracking and that you can help refer students to meet with them. So we are going to go over what we just talked about today. So in summary, our students are begging for connection. They are feeling all sorts of emotions that they may not know how to express. Incorporating student mental health check-ins into your current routine will give these students opportunities to get help from you, their trusted teacher. The most important thing about these check-ins is following up that class period. They may need to be referred to a counselor, and that's okay. It takes all of us at a school to support and care for your students. So I know that this was a little bit off from what I normally talk about, but I just wanted to make sure that I was there for you as teachers so that you can be there for your students. I would love to hear more from you guys and connect with you on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. It's at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.